Is Tyron Smith really going to start at right tackle on Sunday? All that more in this episode of the Lot Dot Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am Marcus Mosher, the host of Locked On Cowboys. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we were joking pre-show that we don't talk <laughs> from Wednesday to Friday. It seems like all this football news happens, but how are you doing today, sir? I'm overwhelmed with football news, honestly. We have a, a game preview that we're going to get to with, with you know, an important, another important game. And then obviously lots of news and notes uh, that, that kind of just comes with the meal, as they say, when it comes to covering the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's, let's start with some news that we know is happening. Tyron Smith, practice this week. It seems like he's going to be activated and he's going to play on Sunday for the first time this year against Jacksonville. Mm. But the question is, where? It sounds like, Layden, the Cowboys are really thinking about the idea of playing Tyron at right tackle, the spot that he played all the way back in 2011. <clears throat> what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I got to say, like, you know, this is, some, this is one of the kind of configurations that I just – I never really considered, you know, just because I figured it was kind of a non-starter. I mean, you're getting Tyron Smith back from injury. And and look, you look at the situation, you realize that you've got three, let's call it at least starter level quality left tackles uh, on the roster. And now that you've lost Terrence Steele, you've, you've, you know, you've got no starter necessarily starter level quality right tackles. So the idea that one of these guys was going to have to go over there and play some right tackle was, you know, not uh, far-fetched. I I just think that in my mind, Tyron was the last of the three that I would have anticipated it being moved. Now that I've thought about it some time for some time, it makes some sense. If Tyron is, is, is capable of doing it and has the willingness to do it, which if he, if he is, you know, God, thank you. Thank for him. Because like, you know, he's like, what a team player. Because uh, that is not an easy transition. No. He is a Hall of Fame level left tackle. Uh, you know, asking Jason Peters to do it is still one thing because Jason Peters is kind of, you know, on the tail end of his career. Not that not the Tyron isn't nearing the end of his career, but Tyron is still a high high level left tackle. Uh, so the idea of moving him over there is, is is you know surprising. But I mean, just looking at it this way, obviously it stabilizes the right side. You finally get a, a, the opportunity to see Tyron Smith and Zach Martin play next yeah. to each other, which is the most exciting part about all this. And then I think that the thing that that, that is really underrated is that it allows you to keep uh, the kind of trio of Jason Peters, Tyler Smith, and Connor McGovern to man that left side with a high level of continuity. You know, they've all been playing on that left side at, at left tackle, left guard, and, and obviously – uh, Peters and, and, and Tyler Smith have been kind of rotating back and forth between those two spots. But I just think that in that sense, as far as getting the best five players on the field, if that's ultimately what you're trying to do, I think that it, it probably accomplishes that in the best way that also maintains the the what you've built on that left side 
uh, as far as continuity and kind of understanding how to play with each other and, and all of those important things that, that make offensive line play uh, about cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw our guy, Michael Gelkin at the Dallas morning news. He uh, last night tweeted out the article that Tyron practiced at right tackle and he's expected to start. And my initial reaction was, I don't know how to feel. And I wish I could tell yeah. you today, I, I thought about it and I, I feel one way or the other. I just don't like until we see it. The, the only thing that I can think of is you're right. It's going to be awesome to see Zach Martin and Tyron Smith play together. Like that's just never happened before. And I can't wait to see what those guys look like in the run game. And honestly, that's, that's the only part of it that I think makes a ton of sense is the Cowboys had so much success running the ball on the right side this year that I wonder if they looked at Josh Ball, Jason Peters, and Tyron Smith and said, okay, which tackle gives us the best chance to continue to be a dominant running team? And the answer is Smith, and maybe it's just as simple as that. Yeah, and, and, and I think that, you know, the other thing that I think that is causing this kind of confusion, because honestly, like, I felt the same way when I saw it. I, I just, like, I just never considered it as an option. You know, like I just it, when, when this all came up, I just never popped in my head as something that Tyron would be down for, that the Cowboys would be interested in doing. Uh, and so it's funny that Tyron's more open to doing this than Zach Martin, because Zach has been very vocal that he does not want to play tackle at all. Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I understand that. But I also wonder if it isn't about, you know, the the. That isn't about like the, the actual difference in movements and that sort of thing as well. Like I, I think that, that that there is a difference between sliding out to guard and then and switching sides. And obviously it may be more difficult technically to switch sides left tackle to right tackle than it is from right guard to right tackle, but it may be more you your body may be better uh, suited for the type of movements, even if it's going the opposite direction, uh than than when you play inside. So uh, yeah, I, I Look, I mean, this isn't a comment on 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 Zach Martin because I I think Zach Martin is not uh, out of you know out of out of his out of the the realm of of normal to to not want to go kick out to, to tackle just like I would totally not be shocked if if Tyron Smith had said no to this uh, because it's 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 asking somebody to do something that they haven't been doing for the vast majority of their very successful career. I I, I instead of viewing this as Zach wasn't willing to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm more viewing it as, wow, that's really what a team player Tyron is for Vault daring to do this because this certainly isn't what has been requested of him. You know, for the most part, he easily could have just said no. I also wonder if it's more of a Tyron Smith looking at the the landscape of their offensive line and being like, you know what, I could help this team out. They've been very loyal to me through all my injuries over the year, and if they think this is the best way to help the team out this year, I'll do it. And listen, there's also a chance, Landon, they try it in this this Jacksonville game. It goes poorly, and all work. of a sudden he's right back at left tackle. Like that's Absolutely. that's always an option as well. I think it's wor- it's good that they're trying it because uh, like at least it gives me the impression that, you know, they believe in this team. And, and, and to me, if anything, it's Tyron looking at the situation go, hey, we've got a good team this year. I've got a chance to be a real serious part of this. If I can make this, you know, 
uh, switch to the other side, that may be the best thing for for not only the team, but for my chances to late in my career make a real playoff run and do something. You know, this is sure. I, I, I think the Cowboys realize that this is a real opportunity this season. You know, maybe outside of the normal realm of seasons, there aren't a ton of NFC contenders that are that have stood out. There's maybe well, that, two other ones. Dak is so healthy I, I, in December. Yeah, healthy. Zeke is here. You have an uh, opportunity here. Yeah, I mean, let's just look at. I mean, you've got Demarcus Lawrence, who's been banged up a lot through his career. He's relatively healthy now. You got Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs on rookie contracts. You still have Tony Pollard here for maybe four, five, six, seven more games at the most, right? You've got some young guys on rookie contracts. Maybe they are feeling like this is our shot. Let's go make a run. And maybe that's why they're still so adamant about adding somebody like Odell Beckham, which we should at least mention right now. Jerry Jones seems very confident that they're going to sign him with the intention of having him play in the playoffs. I, I just wonder if between Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, some of the older veterans on the team, if they feel like, Okay, now is our chance. Not next year, not the year after. It's right now. All the tea leaves at this point, like for the last few weeks, to me, read like Jerry has taken some sort of baseball bat and slammed it down on the foot of whoever's got their foot over the gas pedal on this team. And basically like, hey, we're, I mean, look, they signed, signed T.Y. Hilton and then on top of that are still going to get Odell Beckham Jr. That to me re- reads like, hey, we know we need somebody now. And we we will still take somebody on the back end of this. They're they're trying these moves out with with Tyron Smith. All of this reads like they really believe they have an opportunity this year. Maybe more so than some other years. We're gonna we're gonna put all of all of it into it. We're we're gonna go all the way in. So we'll see how it all works out. But they definitely are are buying in and and, and going you know full steam ahead with this season. Which is so crazy because you and I all offseason talked like, hey, every move that they've made is with the idea of being competitive in 2023. I think it's this year, Lane. Like, you're here. Yeah, I, I think they got here and they and, and the angles changed on them. You know, like some of these guys accelerated a little bit quicker than they thought. The The schedule obviously was a huge part of it. And then the way the season has played out, you know, it's just the Cowboys are in a good spot, not just because of the way they play, but because of the way the season has played out. So I think they saw an opportunity and they're just taking advantage of it. All right, let's continue uh, to talk about this offensive line, but more specifically how the Cowboys offense We'll match up against the Jaguars. But before we do that, I want to let you know about Tommy John. You guys should know about Tommy John now. The absolute best long johns, loungewear, pajamas in the world. Don't make your loved ones face the dead of winter in old t-shirts, ancient underwear, and ratty sweats. Guys, you got like one more week to wait out to get some socks and some underwear. This is always the the worst week of the year. Help them Mm -hmm. fight the cold with Cozy. Give the gift of Tommy John. With Tommy John, you're just that much more comfortable. You can do everything better. Shop Tommy John's Wrap It Up sale right now and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself. It's it's perfectly fine to go buy stuff for yourself right now. With new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas, with over 18 million pairs sold, giving Tommy John has become a holiday tradition. 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. I can't imagine the three percent of people that don't like <laughs> Tommy John. I, I I just don't believe that number. There's there's no way that there's people. They misread the survey, is what. Happened. Yeah, it must be. Uh, yeah. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Celebrate softness season with the gift of new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. Every gift is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. 
Hurry to Tommy John's Wrap It Up sale and get 30% off everything plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays. 30% off plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. See site for details. All right, let's talk about I, I this definitely now. need some Tommy Johns because it's 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 almost it was it got below fifty today, uh, Marcus. Um, fifty oh, below fifty degrees. So we're we're really cold out here in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this Cowboys offense going up against the Jaguars defense. Um, how do you think Dallas matches up in this one? You know, it's it's the defense is really interesting because it's such a kind of odd blend of like young, talented, high draft picks, and then like uh you know spackled together with like veteran guys that they could sign on cheap contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's it, you know there's definitely some guys on here that you know, the Cowboys defense has got to watch out. Uh, obviously, uh, it starts kind of with Josh Allen and and. Uh, Trevon Walker, but it doesn't sound like Trevon Walker is going to play. I, I don't imagine. No, he's got ankle sprain. Seems very unlikely. Yeah, so uh, it sounds like that that uh, ankle sprain started out as a low ankle sprain, and then as we got more information, it creeped up yeah. a little bit higher, and he's not playing. So yeah, you still got to obviously watch out for Josh Allen. He's an extremely high uh, rated player, a high draft pick. Is uh, a guy that started to kind of come on a little bit uh, these last this last season, last two seasons, um, and 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 I think that you. You know that's maybe part of the reason that they wanted to get someone like Tyron Smith out on the right side mm-hmm. is is you know uh, trying to put Josh Ball up against uh, uh, Allen maybe a little bit of a mismatch. Um, you know they have a couple other kind of players like good players sprinkled throughout. I mean I, I think a guy that uh, I you know <laughs> real quick this is gonna this is probably terrible radio but I was looking at Tyson Campbell. And I yeah. was like, and I could not remember because I went back to look at my notes of Tyson Campbell and they were okay. And I remember that one of us liked Tyson Campbell and the other one of us liked Eric Stokes. And I honestly don't remember who it was because I had pretty positive notes about both of them. Honestly. Yeah. So our first YouTube video ever was a video that we did on Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes, and oh, I, I didn't like remember. Tyson. I think I didn't like Tyson. Yeah. I, I was a Tyson's having a really nice season. He is. Um, He's having a very nice season. Yeah. It's just the rest of that secondary is <laughs> so up and down. Yeah. And I mean, look, that's the real problem is that they just. You know they're they're a year they're a year away they're two years away you know and they they On just that started side their, of the ball at least yeah yeah and, and they've just started kind of working you know figuring that thing out and rebuilding that side you know they've got a guy on the opposite side named Darius Williams who is former you know, not been the, yeah not been playing necessarily fantastic you know a couple other kind of guys that are have been journeymen in the in the defensive secondary that that uh, that aren't really notable. Mm-hmm. Um, they they they've drafted at the second level. They they went out and got a guy that we as Cowboy fans have heard the name of Devin Lloyd was a linebacker for Utah that, that the Cowboys were obviously interested in that that at, at times was being compared to to Micah Parsons if well, I remember correctly. I was gonna say if you like process. the draft at all, like this Jacksonville team is for you because we talked yeah. about all these guys between Tyson Campbell, Chad Muma, who's one of their linebackers, Devin yep. Lloyd, yep. Uh, with with Trayvon Walker being out. That means our guy uh, Caleb on Chason is going to start as one, as of well edge. as Arden Keys, another Arden guy. Key, that, like, yeah. yeah, these are all Arden guys Key. that we talked about. For Arden sure. Key played well for the 49ers against the Cowboys last year in the yep. playoff game. Andre Cisco is one of their safeties. That's like right. it's just a lot of players that you'll recognize. The problem is outside of Josh Allen and Tyson Campbell, his defense has underperformed. Yeah, it really has, and 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 honestly, like you know. You watch the team overall, and we'll get into the offense here in a sec. But it's just—it looks like a 
a team that's still trying to figure it out. They're just like a lot of miscommunications. There's a lot of kind of mental errors. Um, You know, it's not an undisciplined bad team. I think it's just a young team that is still kind of finding its way. So you'll see that, right, where like they'll make a play, they'll put an offense in a bad spot, they'll get him to the third down, and then uh, they'll miss a tackle or they mm-hmm. they uh, or they'll get over aggressive and 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 not read a screen that's coming their way and and they give up a big play and and then offensively they do the similar similar things right they'll make you know uh, Lawrence will make a great play down the field or or get it to uh, Ingram for a big gain mm-hmm. uh, and then Zay Jones drops a five yard you know pass on third down that you know they can't convert so that's kind of the theme with a lot of what's going on with the Jaguars is they have a ton of talent I mean clearly they've they've collected a ton with all their draft picks that they've had. Uh, and and they can't have it quite all fit it together, but they're so they have so much talent that every once in a while they're producing big plays or they're creating big moments. Uh, it's just about kind of that inability to string it all together to make it consistent. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a talented group that just is a little bit inconsistent, and I think you'll see that play out in the game. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, Landon, if Jacksonville puts together like two or three really good yeah. series in a row on defense. And you're thinking, man, the Cowboys are struggling. And all of a sudden, it's a 30-yard bomb to Noah Brown for a touchdown. Like, that kind of stuff is going to happen. So just don't let them hang around, is what I'm going to say. We've been saying this for the last couple weeks, right? If you let this defense build confidence and think that they can stop your offense, they'll probably start to feel like they can't. So it's it's Allen and Campbell. Those are the two guys to watch out for this game. Yeah, especially on that side of the ball, for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about the Jacksonville offense, which has taken off quite a bit yeah. over the last couple of weeks. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Total Wine & More. This holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine & More. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite Cabernet or Chardonnay or the perfect gift for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide. It all with the confidence of knowing you found something special for the absolute lowest price. Love what you find only at Total Wine and more. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. Be 21. All right. This is where this game is going to be decided. Jacksonville's offense against Dallas's defense. Trevor Lawrence really, really starting to play well over the last month. It's the shame that Dallas catches this Jacksonville team when they're finally clicking on offense. What yeah. makes you the most nervous about this offense? Well, it's just the, you know, the thing that we talk about with this Cowboys team overall, right? Is that we want to have a young team that by the end of the year is really starting to come together and peak, right? Mm-hmm. And that, on offense for Jacksonville, that's what seemingly is happening for them, right? Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, uh, 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 Etienne, like uh, uh, Ingram, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. these guys have really started to kind of come together. You know, Zay Jones, in some ways, you know, um, have really started to kind of coalesce a little bit more than they had been earlier in the season. They're finding their footing. They're 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 making plays, and they need to be. You're, you're starting to see Trevor Lawrence start to become the kind of quarterback that we all anticipated he would be. Since I mean, I've been watching Trevor Lawrence highlights since he was in high school. So I mean, like this this is a guy that's been highly anticipated as being an NFL quarterback for a long time, and and he's starting to kind of finally grow into that number one overall pick role. You know. Uh, I think that where the Cowboys have uh, uh, some good news here 
is that where they the 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 Jaguars seem to be developing is in the passing game, um, and and that and that I think that that's where they are feeling the more more and more comfortable. They still have a very poor run blocking offensive yeah. line. They are not going to move bodies. They are not really going to be able to fully take advantage of the Cowboys in the run game the way other teams have previously. Even with the Hankins gone, I don't think. Uh, they, they'll, they'll, they'll. I think they'll, they'll run the ball and they'll, they'll definitely, you know, make an effort there because they've got Etienne healthy again, finally, um, you know, for the first time. Well, I mean, he's been back for a couple of weeks, but I mean, just recently. Yeah. So I, I, I do think that they will continue to kind of try to run the football. I don't know that they're going to have the same sort of success. So, so eventually, it's going to become a passing game, and I do think that despite the fact that the they, there's been uh, improvement. You st- like I said, you starting to see Kirk come alive. Yeah. Ingram had a really great game last week with with, with Lawrence. I just think that it's it's still that's a more the type of kind of game the Cowboys defense would like to play than um, you know a team that's gonna like have a, a two running backs and a quarterback that can run the football like that's much much more difficult for a team. This like the team reminds me very much of the Chargers team that the Cowboys played in Week Two last season. Yeah, where it was Justin Herbert yeah. in Year Two, and he's gonna make. I'm just telling you right now, he's gonna make four or five throws in this game that are just insane, just over the fingertips of people for 25 yards, and you're going to have to live with it. Like, it just yep. happens. The yep. key is to finish the plays that are there. Because I watched last week, Tennessee. There was a play. Tennessee rushed four. All four guys for the Titans won their rep. Jeffrey Simmons almost brings down Trevor Lawrence with a sack, and he's able to escape and throws a one-arm uh, pass to Evan Ingram down the sideline for, like, 38 yards. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. If they finish those type of plays and turn those into sacks and get this team to third and 12 and third and 13, they're going to be fine. But you're going to have to live with Lawrence just being awesome because he is. Yeah, absolutely. And then that's the thing about it is that, you know, uh, a great quarterback playing well is is tough to beat, but it is certainly something that the Cowboys have done before. Um, and, and look, this is, uh, you know, as bad as it is for the Cowboys to be playing a an ascending Trevor Lawrence it's not great for Trevor Lawrence to be playing an angry uh, D- Cowboys defense that didn't get any sacks last week. Uh, I have a feeling that they're going to be on their P's and Q's. He doesn't have a lot of help here. I mean, Cam Robinson, who is a decent tackle, is by far their best offensive lineman. And yeah. that is not voting well it, for uh, him having a ton of time to, in the pocket. To- to Tony Wiggs on uh, on, on Thursday, and he said yeah. that Robinson has even struggled a little bit in the recent weeks. So. The Cowboys have got to get a pass rush, right? Like, this is a game. If Micah Parsons wants to win Defensive Player of the Year, these are the kind of games he has to dominate. I I want to see big games from Lawrence and and Parsons in this one. Yeah, and again, like, you know, you've got three guys in the interior that are are not playing good football right now, and one of which is Brandon Sheriff, which is really kind of surprising. Just seemingly fell off a cliff after getting into Jacksonville. And he's Uh, dealing with an injury. And he's dealing with an injury. So there's definitely going to be hay to be made inside. And then on the outside, like we mentioned, Robinson and Juwan Taylor is a, a tackle from Florida. I'm pretty sure it was a, like a second or third round pick second a couple round pick, years yep. ago. He's, uh, you know, he doesn't quite, he's, he's more of an athlete. So he does have some movement skills. He's definitely not going to move anybody off the ball in the run game. Um, but he, you know, he has some movement skills. It, it, there's, there's no excuse. Both, neither one of these guys is up to the same level as no. Parsons or Lawrence. So there should be plenty of pressure to be had. And there needs to be, because if you let, I mean, that's the one thing I, I noticed from the Tennessee game is 
they just let Lawrence sit in the pocket all day. Yeah. You know, they, they were able yeah. to get some pressure on him occasionally. And, and then they, the problem really with that is that they weren't able to convert it when they did get pressure into yep. sacks. But, but beyond that, for most of the game, Trevor Lawrence didn't look like he had, you know, much difficulty finding or, or with time to find his receivers. So the Cowboys definitely cannot play that game. I think that they have a coverage advantage over the receivers, but the way to win this game is to bring Trevor Lawrence down yes. behind the final scrimmage. One more matchup just before we do our prediction. Yeah. Zay Jones against Kelvin Joseph. So yeah. last year, Zay Jones was with the Raiders, and he made – several big plays down the field. Uh, basically, he just drew pass interferences like crazy yeah. in that Cowboy Raider game. Anthony Brown just didn't get his head around. And Jacksonville starting to figure out that you can just do that with Zay Jones because he's bigger and fatter than anybody thinks. I'm really curious to see how Calvin Joseph handles that matchup because if he, if he doesn't give up big plays and there's not big chunk penalties, I think they're going to be all right on defense. I do. Yeah, and, and and honestly, like that's the thing about Kelvin Joseph, right? Is that like he'll do ninety percent of the play, right? It, it's it's the question is what happens at that last ten percent? Does he get his head around? Does he deflect the ball? Does he hold on to the receiver? Does he interfere? Uh, that will be the play. And and look, is there is there a potential for a couple of big plays that that could develop out of this? Absolutely. That the Cowboys still got to continue to maintain. You know, like yes. if you give up a big play. You cannot give up a touchdown in, in the battle end back. zone, you know. Yes. You know, battle back, and and that's what the one thing that the Cowboys defense has been good about. I tend to think that this, despite how good Trevor Lawrence is, and despite how good this offense has been running, uh, you know, there's just too many opportunities where, and there's been too many times where I've seen the last few weeks that they've made critical mistakes at critical times that have derailed their their uh, their drives. The Cowboys got to take advantage of when the, the Jacksonville Jaguars make those mistakes. It's still a very young team. They're going to give you an opportunity. Yeah. Make sure you take advantage. So it sounds like you're predicting the Cowboys to win. I think so. Yeah, I'm picking them. I, I honestly, I, I really did think about not picking the Cowboys because there's just it's 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 the first road game in a while. They are playing a team that's young and up and coming. That they're they're hungry to win a game. This is going to be a big game for them. Uh, there's a so 1 p.m. Much, Eastern time start. Yeah, there's 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 so much shuffling going on, like with the Cowboys offensive line and with getting T.Y. Hilton into this. Uh, I, I could easily see this being another slow start simply because of all those things I just mentioned. And like you mentioned, the, the 1 p.m. Eastern start. Uh, but I just think the Cowboys are, are I, I think the Cowboys are just way too much too talented uh, compared to this team. And, and I really think that the Cowboys defense like is pissed and and should be pissed like they didn't play the way that they expected they well to no i have a feeling that they're going to come out and want to take it out on the jacksonville jaguars this is a game just with like from the scheme like the the you know, scheme makes fights situation that they're gonna that they probably feel best throwing the football and that's what dallas really wants yeah. them to do so that's bad news for jacksonville i'm picking the cowboys to win 28 to 21 yeah, if if they want to drop back and try to throw the ball forty times a game, I think the Cowboys will be very happy with that. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I think it's going to be decided in the last three or four minutes. Um, for old times' sake, I'll take Jacksonville to win twenty-seven twenty-four. Hey. How's that? I like it. Just 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 for old times, uh, yeah. you know, making sure we win. Sake, yeah, yeah like we it. need this one. I I just want that Philly Cowboy game to have some kind of meaning, right? Like just the outside hope that the Cowboys could still maybe steal the division all right that is it for today's show thank you for tuning in and thank you for making locked on cowboys your first listen of the day 
For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you get the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Check us out over on YouTube as well. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy Saturday football, Sunday football. We've got Monday night football. Don't get divorced this weekend. It's really easy to do it. The last weekend of shopping before the holidays. Uh, we'll see you guys right back here late Sunday night, Monday morning. I don't know. We got to figure it out. But enjoy the game. See you guys next time.